0: Thoughts. Michael Henkel. Ideas. Are you alive in there, Michael? People. Michael, you've got to stop drinking. Caravan maintenance. Stop drinking, Michael! Trundle beds. We're all worried about What's you that as plastic chefs. What's the thing doing down there? Your fellow chefs Chopra, are worried. Renee. Quiche. What? Niche. You'd be better with a quiche. Niche's quiche. Chim Cham Chomnies. Oh, I was late on that one. Whoaie, wowie. hi! It's been a minute. That's what they say. That's what people say. It's been a minute, and that, that expression's always uh, um, irked me. It's irked me. Um, it's been a minute. It's been more than a minute. Ah, oh, shut up, motorbike man! There's always a motorbike. There's always a dick on a motorbike. Just when I begin the podcast, I reckon if you go through the last few, you'll hear some knob. Let's see if you can hear that for your safety shut up why why are you listening what do you want from me um generally yes how are you are you good uh i did actually make a quiche last night i'm i kid you not not like i was even trying to i didn't put pastry in it It was like more like a um flange no more like a frittata mm, you're a frittata oh my god what's wrong with him oh he's frittated okay uh so it was a... I, I go to this... Uh, I'm going to say which shop, uh, which uh, supermarket I go to. I go to Harris Farm, which is um, uh, kind of like a... It's, people say it's fancy, but it's not fancy. It's just like, you know, I think they do good deals with the farmers, from what I hear. And they give uh, quite a bit of money for uh, funding to left-wing governments. So I guess they're the better choice, as opposed to your two others. In Australia, we've basically only got two supermarkets in Australia. And um, one in particular I always tax from. I've got a few little ideas on how to make a little bit of a I can tax. I know how to do it at the savings, the five finger discount. Um, it's just for my own, I don't care. I don't care if they they know this or not, but I do. There's a little thing that I do at one of the, uh, the big supermarket chains because I don't like them and I hated how they price hiked during the pandemic. And uh, yeah, it's just a little thing that's just between me and my partner that we do and it's for us and screw you big business. You're going to hell, Jesus! Not like that. Um. Anyway, so I made a frittata. You say frittata, I say retarda, retunda, retarda, frittata, tamada. Let's call the whole thing on. Um. It was uh because I I had a quiche on the weekend. I'm raref, rarely will I eat a quiche, but I was really hungry and I had to go get something. I had to exchange a gift that I bought for my partner. And it was right next to a Japanese bakery, and I ended up getting a leek and Gruyere quiche, which is not not often I do something like that. I'm not re- quiche is niche; it's not really a thing I love, um, but it was really delicious. So I was at Harris Farm, my choice of supermarket, and why you pay a little bit more, but you're supporting uh, farmers and stuff, and it's just a good business. They just seem like nice people. Their staff don't look angry. Um, anyway, so. Uh, I was at Harris Farm and I noticed that Gruyere was uh, on special and the leeks. Uh, so I, I made a leek and Gruyere frittata, rotunda, frittata, tomato. Let's call the whole thing on. Um, so I made that. It was it's absolutely deli- oh by, by the way, there's mushrooms in there as well just to bulk it out. Delicious, absolutely delicious. I'm not going to share the recipe either. It's pretty simple if you know uh, frittata is quite basic to make. You just uh, put eggs in. Anyway, so that was a that was delicious. So I did kind of make a quiche. He, he, he. Um, anyway, I hope you're good. I've got to do another podcast after this with it's a cooking podcast with a guy called Sava. Um, I don't know anything about it. I've not listened to even a minute of it, so I know nothing. I'm going into it completely blind. I had to bring some food memories. Uh, maybe I'll bring up my uh, frittata, frittata, frittata. Oh, what am I doing? <laughs> We're going to Tanunda, I think there's a place in South Australia called Tanunda. Let me look that bloody up, Tanunda, I'll just write it down for myself, maybe that will be my, um. I'll have to do the deep dive after I record the podcast, so I'll go off and look for that, but anyway. I hope you're good, I hope you're doing good, I've had a good, sorry it's been a little while between podcasts, I've been really busy, so I'm trying to t- put together a new show, I've got a sausage sizzle to do, i got a silly billy walk coming up, I'm busy. Um, I finally had some jobs pay out, so I finally had money and oh my God, I've been so poor for the last six months that even now that I've been paid, I am so frugal. I have learned a lesson over the last six months being so poor, still poor, still poor as fuck. Um, but I've had some money pay out, so it's just like, and it's there. But I just know it's going to go. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm so frugal. Even though you're thinking, oh, look at him with his Gruyere and bloody elite quiches. That's because I buy specials. So when I go to Harris Farm, I like it because um, they do have things... Like the avocados at the moment. Oh my goodness. If you're not across reed avocados, which you won't see in the big supermarket chains, they don't stock them. Um, because they... Oh, I guess they look weird to people because they're about the size of a grapefruit. They're really green. I mean, they're a very attractive looking avocado. And they are... Oh, goodness. If I could describe them, they're just like, um, they're like butter. They're like the most delicious things. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, it's like two for $2.50 at the moment. It's $1.25 for an avocado the size of a big grapefruit. Lot of avocado in there. Really. Anyway, if you're not across it, you're an idiot. And I've just noticed people, even at Harris Farm, you've got these amazing looking avocados there. Oh, they look weird, mate. I'm not saying avocados like that. I know me harsh avocado. It's got the skin of an alligator. It looks like a pear. Uh, You're missing out. If you have not tried um, a reed avocado, R-E-E-D, you are missing out. And the season's almost over. It's nearly gone, baby, gone. Uh, They're they're just extraordinary. Um, God damn it, I'm salivating already because I'm thinking about avocados. Just adore them. Uh, What am I talking about? What the hell was I just banging on about just then? Oh, that's it. Money. Money, money, money. Where's your mother? She owes me some money. No, she doesn't. She's been uh, helping me with my um, Aboriginal odyssey. So looking for my indigenous roots. So she went and talked to Auntie Iris yesterday. Uh, more on that front later on. God damn, it's a bloody exercise. I can tell you that. Goodness me, the bloody the gatekeepers. Like I'm there to bloody take your money. Oh, oh, hello, hello. Can I get my Aboriginal ancestry so I can take your money? I'm not doing that. I'm not here to bloody... I know it's reverse. I know you're reversing it around now. You've seen some pale looking people coming in thinking they're trying to take something off you. We're not doing that. And I know the irony. I understand it, Indigenous Australia. I just want to be a part of something that I can understand about where the alcoholism in my family came from. Next Wednesday, it's another 50 days for me after um, Christmas Day. So I stopped. I drank on Christmas Day. Then I stopped again. I have not drunk since. So I think it's 50 days next Wednesday. So looking forward to that. And if I'm correct, I think that's my 50th podcast. That's episode 50 next week, which is good. It's a good sign. No interest in drinking at the moment at all. Just no interest. I'm really off it. My wife is really um, jealous and a little bit angry about it. There's a bloody big, big, big bus going past out there. It's very loud out there today. Unless it's just my microphone picking up on stuff even extra more in my ears. Extra more... In my ears, god damn it. If there's people sampling this podcast for the first time, I mean, that would have worked out right away. This is not for me, um, because it, it I, I am being quite annoying. Uh, this is, this feels like an annoying podcast already, and I'm sorry about that. That's life because life gets in the way. Oh, life gets, in... I'm really annoying, I'm annoying myself, but I'm joyous, but I'm busy also, busy in the head, too much to do. Um, I've had some great help this week with the sausage sizzle. I'll go into all that later. We'll get get into it slowly. I've just got lots of stuff to catch up on. Um, In the meantime, though, I just want you to uh, know that I am there for you. Uh, Thank you for all the messages. Again, you probably think I'm making this up, but I get so many messages from people. It's so bloody lovely. Thank you. I'll read them out a little bit later on in the podcast um, to save that bit as well. Um, In the meantime, thank you to everybody who came to Orange. For my show a lot of you turned up goodness me i didn't expect that it's it was held in a um uh, it's at the factory espresso which is a coffee uh, it's a cafe but it's got a massive warehouse at the back and it was packed it was a sold out gig i just i don't understand why you were there but you were wonderful you let me do things to you it was a great night actually a couple of moments i died um but that's because technically i fucked up something Uh, Otherwise, I reckon it would have worked really well, but it was a really great night. People dressed up, you know what I mean? Like it's a bloody event. Oh, I'm going out. Oh, it's a bloody place to be seen. Going to bloody Sam Simmons (laughs) in a warehouse. Uh, It was wonderful. Uh, Nick and Ruby looked after me. They're the people who run the gig, um, who own the cafe. And uh, what's the other guy? Tats. Lutz. Schnitz. I can't remember the other guy's name. He's got a catchy little um, fun name. Anyway, I don't know. Uh, he was really lovely too. Glitch, Glitch. Anyway, it was a wonderful night. We had lots of fun. Um, and a, an extraordinary thing happened afterwards. And here's the moment. Here, I mean, I almost feel like I need to film this because it was so ridiculous. Um, nah, I haven't got my phone near me. I, I can't do it. I just, oh shit. Speaking of my phone, how weird's that? That's me bloody phone. Hang on a minute. I'm just have to pause for a sec, hang on. Um, apologies for that. So yeah, uh, that was my, my partner doing a pocket call. That's all I get now. God, I wish things were going better. I just wish things were going better. You know what I mean? Like where he's getting called from agents going, Oh, we want you in another movie. Um, anyway, I've got bloody, I've got issues. I've got issues guys. I've got bloody issues. I'm frustrated, but I'm happy. I hope you guys are going to be able to go. Um, anyway, so this is what happened at the gig. This is extraordinary. So, um, packed, packed warehouse in orange. <laughs> And then after the gig, there were some people waiting outside to say hello and have a photo, which is nice. Um, and there was a little fella. Little little fella. I'll just say little fella. Um, you know, shorter than... Not shorter than... Nor- yeah, normal short. Just like a normal short guy. A um, little bit round. I, If I was to look at him, I'd go, oh, there's a little Mexican man. Guess what? It was a little Mexican man named Gabriel. Gabriel had travelled from the Gold Coast all the way to be there. And now Gabriel... So Mexican migrant um, with anxiety issues. This is I couldn't write this, and I have witnesses to this moment, just in case there are people who uh, don't believe that this happened. So this little fella, he's come over and he's got. He said, "I, my name's Gabrielle. I've come from the Gold Coast to see you. I've been waiting 13 years to see you." I was like, "What? Are you making this up?" I thought he was making it up. I thought maybe the accent was fake. And then he said, I have anxiety issues, so this is a big thing for me to do. And I was like, wow, you're an amazing man. It turned out to be completely true. So there was a, a real little Mexican fella um, who, like, and I, if you know me and you know my shows, I'm always, you know, talking about little Mexicans and stuff, like, um, always talking about. Um, i got a little doodle and a big manifesto. Which is um, when I talk about having people say, oh, that's a racist uh, taco kit kind of joke. And I'm like, no, it's a speech impediment. i got a little doodle and a big manifesto. Anyway, this little guy, um, Gabrielle, was real. 100% real. 100% real Mexican from the Gold Coast who traveled all the way to Orange in regional New South Wales to come and see the show. Which was just, I mean, it blew my mind. And I felt really bad because I didn't have any uh, merchandise. I would have given him a tea towel, but I ain't got none. I was like, what do I do here? And I had a prop in the show, which is a little tiny... Uh, I mean, I hope I'm not spoiling the show for anybody who's coming along. I've got a character called Little Wayne. Not the rapper. It's a little um, little boomer, a little, uh, little racist guy um, called Little Wayne. And a uh, little racist boomer on a string. So I gave him Little Wayne. And it was just a, a very strange moment watching Gabrielle, this... Um, this little Mexican man just wandering off down uh, one of the back alleys in Orange, just carrying little Wayne, who's a little tiny mini action figurine of a little tiny old man. Which is, uh, most of you are thinking, where can you get a little old man action figurine? Well that's what I buy for my daughter um, as toys to play with. I give her, I always try to buy her something really strange um, instead of like you know dolls and uh, Barbies and stuff like that. It's like, I'll go into a a kid's shop and I go, oh, it's a little tiny mini. Um, uh, old man action figurine, and I know there's people there who just don't believe that this is a real thing. So I'm going to prove this to you right now. By here we go. Look at this. I will show you right now. Look, here we go. Here's a little um, there's a little uh, a little brown lady action figurine right here. This is for people who are um, can see the footage of this. Here's a little old lady figurine. So it's a real thing. But anyway, he he wandered off with Lil Wayne, um, and it was it was one of the most bizarre interactions I've had with someone after a gig. So Gabrielle, wherever you are, thank you so much. Thank you. You absolutely made the night just a bit weirder and definitely more amazing. And uh, thank you so much for coming, travelling all the way from the Gold Coast to Orange as a, uh, um, a Mexican migrant um, to witness uh, a, a man from Adelaide be weird on stage for a well over an hour and then to be gifted with a miniature action figurine of a little old man um, who I was saying was a boomer racist called Little Wayne. So wherever you are, Gabrielle, bless you. Thank you so much. How bizarre. How bizarre is that? Um, I just filmed that. So we'll see whether that ends up on social media or not. Um, there you go. That What an extraordinary moment. That was so, to me, what a, what a, why? 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 Yeah, it it, blew mine, absolutely blew me little head top. And uh, yes, I did have witnesses there who actually saw it happen, so I'm not making it up. Uh, A small uh, Mexican man from the Gold Coast came and uh, saw the show and walked away with a mini traction figurine of a little old man called Lil Wayne. I hope I haven't spoiled. I definitely really, I mean, I hope I haven't spoiled the live show for anyone, but gee, it's, it's going to be, a it's a great show and no issues in it. If you came to the show last year and you're like, oh, he's banging on about social media a bit. None of that this year. It's just me being an idiot. It's just a stupid show, which uh, I think is going to make everyone happier. No one wants to have a think when they come along and see me, do they? They just want to, they don't want to be challenged. They just want to come along and go, oh, look at that idiot. Oh, look, he's making me forget I'm an idiot for an hour. Um, anyway, so thank you to everyone in Orange. It was wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Um, Yeah, people got involved, Uh, it was hot, it was really hot, Um, yeah it was hot and involved is the way I'd describe uh, both my gigging in Orange and my relationship to my partner Roslyn uh, is hot and involved. Anyway, uh, we are doing... Oh, my God, it's a big birthday party this weekend for my little girl. We're having a party. We're having a party at a place that's cost too much money. But that's my partner. She fucking spends too much money on experiences. Um, anyway, so we're, we've spent a mint. God damn it. Just when to get a little bit of cash and then she's splashing around. Um, yeah, so that's... Uh, that's that's happening this weekend. So I believe it's uh, fifteen children under the age of uh, definitely under the age of seven. Fifteen children under the age of seven in a fun park. I mean, what could go wrong? Uh, the adults are coming as well. The problem is, it's in a fun park. I'm not telling you which day it is in case someone creepy turns up. But um, anyway, we're going to Luna Park. Don't go both days if you're weird. Um, everybody's parents are there so you can't be I don't know what the fuck I'm saying right now anyway um, we're going to Luna Park it's cost us a bomb because we realise that the kids can't go on the rides by themselves they've got to go with an adult and I can't go on rides and I don't want to stagger 15 children one at a time to go on a ride so I've had to purchase a ticket for the adults as well it's way too much money anyway so uh, that's going to be a lot of. I mean it should be fun you know I've definitely paid for it to be fun But I'm telling you what I'm not doing is there's going to be no food. They can just buy their own food. There will be cake. We'll bring cake, but that's it. If you've got a ticket to Luna Park for your child and you, you're not getting snacks. You're not getting... You can get your own hot dog. Okay? Go get your own hot dog. I paid for your joy to go on that bloody... On the Gravitron. Um, So, yeah, bad luck. Um, There's going to be no charcuterie board. Um, I went to a party recently. All out for the adults. It was a charcuterie, is that the way to say it, charcuterie board? Like it was just basically a table just draped in meat and cheese. It was extraordinary. Our uh, great party, by the way. They hired a fire. I mean, parties are getting out of hand. And I, I understand that there's other there's people that are just like, we can't afford to do this. And we can't afford to do this either. But it's special because her name's Luna and it's Luna Park. Um, It's her seventh birthday. You know what I mean? Like this is, it's big and we want this memory forever. And I get it. So we're paying for it. But uh, yeah, I just, uh, I guess it must be hard. If, if, I guess I'd be more against if if I didn't get paid out on a few jobs recently. Um, But I do still feel very guilty because I know there's other parents and other people with kids that just can't afford to do this shit. So anyway, you know, it's once a year. She's only going to be seven once is the way I'm looking at it. You're going to be seven once. Um, What did she get for her birthday? You know what? Not much stuff because it's pretty close to Christmas. So we didn't, she didn't get a whole lot of crap. Um, yeah. And like, it's just going to be, you know, there'll be cake, but there's not going to be other shit as well. So anyway, there'll be, there'll be vomit. There'll be tears. It'll, it'll look, it'll be fun. And it's kind of cute. We're all meeting at a train station and traveling all together. So it's going to be a great day. I hope it doesn't rain. Uh, let me check the weather again. Just to see what's going on here. Just cause it's, uh, makes my head feel better if I know what's going on in the future. What's going on in the future? Ooh, it doesn't look good. 35% chance of rain. Does that mean 65 not? would wouldn't it is that offensive to do that now um i don't know i don't know what's going on with you are you guys okay what's going are you okay um i have been flirting with the idea of having a guest permanently on this podcast i'm trying to get my um my american clown friend Phil Berger's Dr. Brown to be involved in this thing weekly. I'd really, really love it because I've been starting to listen to other podcasts or watch them in little tiny clips. I really like, I know some people won't like it, they'll be a bit shocked that I like this. I like Bobby Lee and uh, Andrew Santino. They do, I don't know what it's called, the Worst Friends podcast or Bad Friends. I like that. Um, even though it's quite scurrilous and it gets a bit, you know, it always goes into racial. Racial issues always make me laugh though. I don't know why. They make me feel uncomfortable because I'm just so not a racist. So I, I just find it interesting. Um, anyway, so I've been listening to that a little bit just thinking, God, it'd be nice to have a chat to someone because it's, then, it's, then at the same time, you as you listening to me talk to you right now, you can feel like I'm talking to you directly and you're not just listening into a conversation. So I can see the attraction to just listening to one person talk to you. By the way, shout out to the lady at the um, service station this morning. I was I was in my own head thinking about my own, own thing. She goes, hey, get ASS, You're off on the school run or something like that. And I went, yes. Like it was just a weird business transaction. I didn't give you enough and I wanna give you more. Um, you're w- w- driving a little white hatchback. I'm pretty sure I've seen you drive past my kitchen window and yell out my name. Um, I wish I'd introduced myself to you properly and I didn't and it's because I was just in that moment of just being caught in a thought and uh, squeezing the windows. So I was in the middle of squeezing the windows and a thought. Um, so I didn't mean to squeeze you out of that. I don't think I did. I don't think I was rude. Oh, by the way, jeez, I did a rude thing. <gasps> I've had a few things happen in the last week. I almost got into a fight in a car park. Hang on a minute. I'll get it back up. I don't want to stuff this one up. Hang on a minute. Yeah, here we go. Right. So I feel bad about this. So a mother... The Luna Luna Park birthday has cost a mint. And then a mother came up to me because the kids all go back to school. They're in new classes. And one of the mothers of... uh, One of the kids that we don't know very well but is in Luna's new class mentioned the Luna Park trick. And I thought she was trying to... I don't know why, I reacted badly and thought she was trying to be uh, get an invite to come along. And I was already at I'm at financial capacity with this thing. I can't afford any more kids. And I went, look, there's no more spaces. I can't really afford any more kids. And she was like, no, not at all. God, I didn't mean that at all. And I felt really, really bad that I'd assumed that she was just inviting herself to a kid's party. She wasn't. She was just saying, what a great idea it is. Luna Park, her name's Luna, this is great. Um, anyway, so I, I felt really bad and I sent her a message saying, Hey, I'm really sorry if I was rude. She's like, you weren't rude at all. Like, um, and I don't think I was, but I was just, I, I, I got a sniff that she was trying to get a free ticket, but she wasn't at all. Um, anyway, it doesn't matter. Fast forward to two days later and I see her walking down the street, uh, with her kid and her husband and they're heading towards school. I've already dropped Luna off. I'm in the hatchback. So I'm driving past her. So I thought it'd be funny if I yelled out of the window, you can't come to Luna Park. Uh, So I did it. Um, And it wasn't until I was doing it that I realized that's not them at all. So what it was, it was just a a young family at my school. I haven't seen them since. um, Who looked like the lady, who wasn't the lady um, and her son. Uh, I just abused a whole young family walking to school. And they would have been, because I'd never seen them before when I got up close to them. That would have been their third day at school <laughs> because the kid was obviously kindergarten. Oh, no. And I've just screamed out the window, you can't come to Luna Park!" and then kept driving. And you could see their heads turning around like, what the fuck's going on there? Awful, awful man. I'm an awful man. Body, bloody, what an awful man. Uh, I hope I can find them. It's going to be very strange to find that moment um, or find those people to explain that moment to them. And I might cause more problems looking for those people. So maybe I'll just walk that one out of there. Just walk that one off like an injury. Um, it's like playing footy and you just get you get corked in the thigh. Just walk it off. Just walk it off. Don't sit down and think about it. Just walk it off and you can play more sports soon. Um, all right. So yes, this happened in the car park the other day. So I was rever- pulling into a downstairs car park, about to reverse into it. So I just pulled up to do that to put the indicator on to turn and then the guy behind me just immediately pulled in front ways like and really did it really fast he knew exactly what he was doing and i i went him. i was like hey man that you dog you dog which um i wouldn't normally call someone that but i was like you're a dog mate and i might have even said the c i i went off the handle a little bit and then i got out of the car and i said what's your problem and i mean i really shouldn't have done this but it really annoyed me he knew what he was doing and then he went into some big story and looked all angry and we kept abusing each other in the in the shops i'm not proud of this but i'm passionate i'm a passionate person so anyway we kept abusing each other and i think the last thing he said to me this is what he said to me as he was going up an escalator not like a steps escalator you know the ones that you put shopping trolleys on he's just slowly going up there and he went nice mustache mate and i went yeah. See you later, fatty. That was my that was my final comeback to this guy. See you later, fatty. Uh, not proud of myself at all. And I'm a fatty. You know what I mean? Like, what am I doing? And everyone's looking at me, and I was all i was probably all red faced. But I tried to laugh it off. Someone laughed at me um, in a in a good way. Just I think they thought it was all in fun, but it wasn't in fun. Um, anyway, see you later, fatty. Uh, not proud of that moment, but you know, like he did what he did. And he knows what he was doing and then he lied about it. He knows that I was pulling into it. He's like, you weren't indicating. I was like, I was about to indicate. I was just, I just pulled in to that moment to reverse back in." you knew exactly what I was doing, prick. And I'd love to see him again because I'd probably call him a fatty again, you yeah, fatty. Um, and if you are a fatty, don't be upset. I'm a fatty too, we're all fatties. Fatty Boomba, what's going on? Fatty Boomba, I'll oh, blame your mum for your eating habits. Um, anyway, uh, okay, I'll give you a break now. Um, we'll have a little think. i got to get ready for this other fucking food podcast. I, f- I just don't want to do it. <sighs> I'll be in a good mood for it though. I'm always charming when I'm on there. I was on a podcast recently, a UK one though. I was not in the mood for it. Uh, don't search it. It would be, it'd be shit house. Um, Anyway, I'll be back soon. Um, I'll play you something. Hopefully this will be good. All right, I'll catch you in a minute. Leave some things at the Institute! A Precise History of Things with Sam Simmons. Beards. 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 A beard is the hair that grows on the end of a man's chin, or chinny. You may, well, spider beard just laying around the house and stuff, casually reading a Danielle Steele novel and smoking hashish. Maybe even spider beard on a bearded lady at the circus. Circus people, they like to steal toddlers and dress them up like cigarette monkeys and do BMX burnouts for circus corn at night time. Circus corn. Hey Sam, what are you doing? Get out of my room, Patricia! I'm doing it on the radio! Throughout the course of history, men with beards have been ascribed various attributes such as wisdom, sexual virility or a higher status. But beards also go hand in hand with a lack of general cleanliness and lost refinement. Virile beards. Vagrant beards. Hobosexual. One may stroke one's beard to appear more thoughtful. Add to that a pair of thick-brimmed glasses and a pair of socks and sandals and you may come up with a dodgy geography teacher look. Dodgyography. Sounds like chalk and loneliness. Dodgyography. Topic of Capricorn. Dodgyography. Arctic circles. Do International dateline. Beards. Patricia doesn't have one. Sam. Oh, Rick. So Warwick suppressor. Um. Uh, what was I going to say? Um. Oh yes. Big thanks again to Cindy Sin. Amazing artist. If you are in the Newtown in the inner west and you see uh, this guy does skulls and dripping pictures, you see them everywhere. I think he does all the, well he does, he does all the design for young Henrys and stuff like that. Uh, Thank you so much. He's done all the work on my um, sausage sizzle stand, like all of it. And along with Rowan from Scrimworks. Get your works done printed up at Scrimworks. 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 Uh, I should do your jingle. Mind you, hey, Rowan, who's a muser, he's in all sorts of different bands. Let's do a jingle for Scrimworks. Scrimworks! Or for Young Henry's. I'll do the Young Henry's ad. That's what I'll do. I'll bloody pay you guys back by doing a Young Henry's ad. Young Henry's. He's a very young Henry. Not an old Henry or a medium Henry. Young Henry's. Delicious! Um, yeah, thank you thank you to those two boys uh, for doing all that work for my sausage sizzle in Adelaide. I'm very excited. Got lots to do. I'm arriving on Valentine's Day on the, the morning of the 14th straight to one of the big, um, what do you call them? Big hardware chains to pick up uh, the barbecue and the gorilla trolley. So I'm getting a gorilla cart, which are one of those massive, big, um, no, they're not massive. They're just big hardware and carts where I have to fix the barbecue to it. And then put the banner at the top of it. So I've got lots to lots of work to do that day. Opening on Thursday night in Adelaide. Oh, by the way, everybody who's messaged and said that they'll volunteer and stuff, thank you so much. I'm not going to make you do that. No volunteering at the sausage sizzle. I don't think I can get around it legally. So I'm going to. Uh, I will be employing someone to help me out with it, um, as long as you know I sell enough sausages. I mean, I can't employ someone if I'm not making money but I w- hopefully will be making some money enough to pay for a, um, a sausage sizzler or a little sausage hand. Excuse me, will you be my little sausage hand, man? I just need a little sausage hand person to be paid. If you've got a kid who wants to make some spare money during the Adelaide Fringe, you know, a basic 30 bucks an hour kind of thing. When I say kid, I mean, you know, I think you've got to be over, no, you'd have to be over 15 or 16, wouldn't you? 16, that sounds safe. 16 is safe. Oh my God, that sounds wrong. Um, anyway, so if you've got a little a kid, a little sausage sizzler, in Adelaide who'd like to earn some money, 30 bucks an hour, maybe for four hours a, a day or a shift or something like that. Why not? Come on, come along and sizzle some sausages. Not too hard to just sizzle sausages and wear an apron as you sizzle the sausages. You might have to wear a fake mustache to look like me because I think that's part of the um, the bargain is that if you wanna go get a sausage, uh, you'd hope that I'm gonna be serving you. And I'm gonna be serving you along on a I'm going to reek of meat. I'm gonna reek, oh, I made my potato salad sandwiches. Oh, they were good. They were vegan, vegan. They were really good, guys. I knew it would be because, I mean, I didn't know it would be, but I hoped it would be because I did have a potato salad sandwich, a vegan potato salad sandwich in Japan, and it was delicious. Um, I didn't know it was vegan when I bought it. I only discovered that afterwards, and it was just absolutely delicious. So I did the prototypes. I made them. Even my partner, who's really into her cream and dairy, was like, oh, my God, that's great. Her first bite, she criticized it. And then she was like, this is actually really, really good. It's a delicious. So uh, really looking to, uh, forward to ripping all that out um, next Thursday at the Garden of Unearthly Delights in Adelaide. God, a new, a new stage in my life. I'm going to be looking at um, bringing it back to Sydney as well and seeing whether I can get my sausage cart and just set it up around the city and just make some extra coins. In between being an artist and sustaining myself financially, I'll be sizzling sausages for you, and you, and you. Uh, so I'm looking forward to doing that. But I reckon there's a lot of laws. I did the um, the the food health and safety quiz the other day. I aced it, 90% guys. So I got my certificate for that. Um, so I can do this. I can now actually touch your sausages and serve you and charge you money. So very much looking forward to that. That's so yeah. If anybody knows. I think I have to angle grind the legs off an existing barbecue to fit it on the gorilla trolley, which sounds mental, but I need it to be mobile. Uh, but it's also, how do I fix the barbecue to the gorilla trolley? There's a lot of things I got to do. Um, I'll just have to find myself a person who's competent with that type of stuff. Um, I'll be able to find them. It's all right, I'll work I'll work it out. But if you do know, if you are in Adelaide, if you are in Adelaide and you've um, you got nothing to do next Thursday, hit me up, send me an email, and you are competent with your tools, um, I don't know whether I need welding. I might need welding. I doubt it though. Oh no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't need welding. I don't want to weld. Uh, I'll just fix it there with, um, what do you call those straps? Not oki straps. What are those, um, you know, the really hardcore ones? The, one, the zip, zip, zip ties. Zip ties. They're the one. They're pretty strong. I'm sure I can zip tie a burning barbecue to a gorilla trolley and have no um, accidents happen like spilling it on a person. Ooh. Oh no, oh my God, my name is Phil Burgers. Oh my God. Have I mentioned before that row, row, row your boat, I think could be the meaning of life. I did, I, I messaged this to someone, I, re- I messaged it to Rowan from Scrimworks, Scrimworks, um, and no one responded to it. But if you, row, 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 I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but I've never really explored it. Row, row, row your boat, gently down the stream, life. So life is the stream. That's the journey. Row, row, row your boat gently down the stream. Merrily, 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 merrily. Life is but a dream. That is the meaning of life. Just row your boat gently. Just In this life, just take it gently. Um, merrily, merrily. Be happy. Be merry. Life is but a dream. I mean, it's not. Life is hard. I um, mean, one day you're enjoying yourself. The next day, you're getting yourself a sausage from a sausage sizzle. And suddenly the, the whole operation just topples because it was held together by cable ties. That's what I was thinking of. Cable ties, zip ties. And uh, you're scolded for life with sizzling sausage fat. Um, you know, not so merrily then. But life is but a dream. A scolding hot dream. Uh, sizzle tits. Sizzle nips. Edward Sizzle Hands. That's what I should have called the sausage sizzle. Edward Sizzle Hands. Damn it. Ah, God, What was I thinking? Edward Sizzle Hands. Come on, sausage fingers uh anyway so what was talking about yeah row 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 your boat maybe that is are there any other lines in row 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 your boat let me is there another verse Um, there probably is row not row versus wade jesus christ uh row 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 your boat the full thing Uh, here we go row 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 where is the actual one gently down the stream yeah it is it's just merrily 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 and it's a um what do you call those things um uh, a French round. It's a French round. So it's already sung as a round with four voice parts. Yeah, that's just the gently down the stream, merrily, merrily, life is but a dream. So there's no no, no extra ones. Oh, well. But I do think that is the meaning of life, is uh, row, row, row your boat. Nice thing to instill in a child, though, straight up uh okay um yes oh by the way so uh, yeah the the aboriginal stuff is coming along so my indigenous ancestry uh my mother went off and saw auntie iris in bendigo found out some more information um it's what are these it's a whole lot of sordid affairs and we're not yeah sorted not even sorted in the saucy sexual way people hiding things from each other and affairs were made and fake names were put in place and names were taken that were Western or, you know, European names, um, to cover up stuff. So it's about uncovering that stuff, which is really, really hard. And hopefully when I get to South Australia, I can find out some more, but it's a mystery guys. We're on this road together, uh, finding my Aboriginal, aboriginal ancestry. We're on this road together and we'll hopefully find it out. Um, as we go. Anyway, uh, I'm going to give you some advice as to how to be a better person in a minute. This is a straight off Instagram, guys. Straight off bloody... You've been worried about your life and not being no good, no shit? I've got some advice for you. Tango! Look, Mr. Simmons, uh, I, I'm afraid it's, it's, it's really bad news that the diagnosis is terminal. I suggest you tell your friends and your family that you're dying, Mr. Simmons. You're dying... To death. Death and you will soon. You know that that mesh thing with the, the coming together. Death. The main thing is you have to make the most of your last 24 hours. I'm, I'm very sorry. <laughs> Bunchy the alpaca, you're the one. I just did the uh the food podcast. It's called Savers Savers. And it was uh, it was lovely, really really good. And he, I, I don't know whether I annoyed him, but I think he liked it. Um, I couldn't, I, I, yeah, I wish I'd done more research before it. But uh, yeah, I, th- I think I did some food memories there. I remembered some food. I remembered some food. But I did feel bad at towards the end because it seemed I knew I knew a little bit too much about fast food, which um, I felt bad about. But um, good fast food. Like mainly, I think it was the thing that launched this whole podcast was me talking about whoppers, but it was, it was, uh, my, my memories of whoppers pretty much and the plant-based whopper, which is quite tasty. If done properly and people care about it, it's quite tasty. Um, I will not eat a meat whopper from Hungry Jacks. I will not eat a meat burger pretty much from anywhere, but I'll eat a plant-based one cause I like it. What am I talking about? Anyway, what's going on? I, uh, just had a chat to my housemate, my housemate, my, um, my, uh, next door neighbor housemate. How weird. Uh, who had a horrific weekend of vomit and gastro and all that type of stuff. And it's kind of cute because, you know, he's not an older, older man. He'd be uh, mid-40s like me. And he (laughs) just makes me laugh. So he had really severe gastro over the weekend and to the point where he knocked himself out getting to the hospital. So really, really severe and he had to go to the hospital. And I know why I'm laughing here. I'm only laughing because his mum's come over to look after him. (laughs) It's just, uh, it always gets me. I just love adult children having their mum look after them. It just, I don't know. Just there's just something about it. There's something about old parents and they still talk to their talk about their children as their kids. It's like a fifty-four-year-old man walks in. Oh, he's he's me kid. I guess it's because I don't have that relationship uh, with my mother. Oh, that's so funny. Anyway, it's pretty funny just uh, knowing that his mum's over there looking after him. Hey, uh, yes, I don't know what to deep dive on this week. I haven't found anything within the episode whilst I've been doing to do a thinky topic on. I need to do a thinky. Uh, I can't think of one just yet, but there will be something. There'll be something in there and we'll deep dive on it. Uh, I hope you're good. I hope you're... What are you doing? What's going on in your life? Send me... me I've got so many messages from you people. I'll read out some. You people. I don't like you people. Uh, when I say you people, I mean you people. Oh, do you know what I did this week? I set an alarm for *Curb Your Enthusiasm*. I love that show so much that an alarm went off when I knew it was ready for it to be uh, watched. But they're only releasing one episode a week, which sucks. But uh, yeah, the 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 newest episode of the final season, I really did enjoy it. It was very funny. The fact Larry David losing his shit with Siri. Um, trying to find an address is of, it's one of the moments of curb your enthusiasm of all time. The rest of the episode was fine. It was fine. but uh, that was a highlight. Siri was an absolute <laughs> It was a highlight. There's just something about technical rage. Oh, I just love it so it just makes me feel good. When the, I mean, not when the robots do, you know, do take us over and eat us and AI destroys the world or whatever it is that happens. Then we'll be like, oh, I bow to my robot overlords. But uh, the frustration with uh, technology at the moment is just, it's just something that just gets me. I just love it. One of my favorite things I ever saw was a little old man <laughs> in a library and he had the mouse on a mouse pad and he was standing about a meter away from the computer. Because, you know, like when you're trying to use the, the cursor with a mouse pad. It can be kind of quite disconcerting. So if you're technically not with it, standing a bit of like, you can understand how an old person to get lost standing up with a mouse pad and the mouse about a meter away from the actual keyboard because they can't get the cursor to work is a very, very funny thing. Speaking of things kind of technical, this is more analog analogs. I, my partner's job. So she's works in production design. Uh, so she works in the art department making films and television and stuff so she's always got a lot of weird props and stuff on set and it's always a warehouse just full of weird shit and I walked in there and there was a kid sized electric guitar and it was obviously just you know they'd found it in an op shop not even that it was covered in dust it looked like it wouldn't work at all and I said are you guys getting rid of this and she said yes I said look let's take it I'll take it for Luna and see whether I can get it to work just thinking I might have to go get it rewired totally works so I got it for free And a stand for it. Get this. It's jet black. And then I use this weird cleaning agent called Goop Remover, which is extraordinary. All the stickers came off. It was amazing. It looks amazing now. And I've covered it in cool stickers all in time for a birthday. Free. Then, just down the road from me, there's a block of flats that just the worst of the worst of the worst of people live in there. And they continually... It's like a hovel. People are always moving out. There's just like shit just chucked out on the footpath constantly a whole couches half a fridge just weird shit constantly on the footpath out the front tiny little PV amp a little PV amp so an amp for an electric guitar just a small one there on the footpath completely works the whole thing works so i cleaned up the guitar i put cool stickers on it little like hot pink cherry stickers and stuff on it And then plugged it in, Luna got to come home and play electric guitar. I mean, what a dad. And guess what it cost me? A few stickers. It cost me some stickers. Um, I had to get a guitar strap for it as well. So I went to Manny's, um, which is a a, a local guitar store in uh, in Alex... No, where is it? I don't know where it is. It's in Redfern or something. Went there and talked to the cool kids. Spoke to a, um, a young rock and roll girl who seemed really cool. I was like, oh, I bet Luna would love to meet her. So... I might take her back to Manny's to learn a few chords or something. But yeah, what a great little bloody present that was for free. Really, really cool. And she looks really cool playing it too. Anyway, um, all right, I'm going to deep dive a topic. I'm going to do a thinky. We're up for a thinky. 50 days, no drinky. Next Wednesday. Really proud of myself, by the way. If you are struggling, look, I don't know why I did it like so abruptly. I mean... I hadn't really drunk before Christmas Day either, but I was still kind of drinking. Like it's still like have a beer and there are a couple of blowouts at the end of last year where I was really not drinking for a long time. But this is probably the longest stretch I've done where I feel like I've adamantly got to a place where I'm, when I say adamantly, I'm like, I'm really of the consensus that I don't really want to drink again for the foreseeable future or for the future in general. I just don't want to. So I'm feeling pretty proud of myself that I've, uh, you know, 50 days and not even, you know, not even, not even just a little slip up, but nothing secret. Like, you know, my partner said to me, look, she said to me the other day, like I was a bit groggy in the morning. She's like, have you been drinking? And I got really angry. Like, no, I tell you if I was. And that's how I feel I will. Like, um, if I am going to slip up or mess up and if I do need to, or not need to, but if I do do, if I do do that um, then I will let you know. Uh, but at the moment I'm really, really proud of myself. Uh, Hey, I'm going to read out. Oh, sorry about that. I was just bashed my, uh, bash me lip on the microphone. I'm going to read out some messages that I've got recently. Let's have a little bloody look here. Where are they? Excuse me. Where are they? Here they are. Uh, okay. Oh, here they go. Here's some, uh, this to be a better person. Um, list number one, turn off your phone before going to sleep. Good idea. Number two, sleep. You yeah, know, of course, seven hours plus. Yes. Number three, take one hour to wake up and breathe before turning on the phone. Well, I don't know about that, but I do understand like no media. Oh, I've stopped reading the news. I don't even know if there's a war on at the moment. I wouldn't even know if there was a tsunami coming right now. That's one of the things I've done is I am, uh, I'm not, I think I mentioned this in the last podcast, this whole thing. Anyway, read 10 pages a day. What does it say? Self-help hustle, six run, three times a week. What the? I'm not doing that. Anyway, here's a message. Hi, Sam. Loving the podcast. Enjoy listening to it at night before bed, which is really fun because you're just like that in between awake and asleep, weird nonsense your brain does. Perfect. I have no way of telling you if I'm awake or asleep while trying to sleep. Works a treat. Thanks. Hey, is your Adelaide show suitable for a 10 year old? Uh, I don't think so. Probably not, but I don't know. I don't know whether it is. What's, no, there's nothing really dark in there. There really isn't. Uh, he loves your live at the Apollo set. Look, you know what? I do think that it might be fine. I'll send you a message back. That's from Liam. Uh, uh, keep up the good work. We'll try to grab a sausage at the fringe. No, d- come and grab a sausage. Get a sausage. All right, this is from Kate. Long time listener, first time email. I love your pod. It's like having a really chatty work friend. I love that. That's so great. That's what I want the podcast to be. That you are thinking one-on-one that I'm talking to you because I am. Kate, I'm talking to you. Uh, I thought you might be interested in a dream I had. I dreamt I saved a spider by picking it up and putting it inside a pod on a tree. Okay. Kind of like one of those weird seed pods. I know exactly what you mean. Um, I went to show someone and realized that the spider had grown quite big and had captured a baby wombat. Oh, that's not nice. So he rescued the wombat, but it only had three legs and was poisoned and mangy. I think you meant manky, but I like mangy. (laughs) So we knew we had to put it down. Oh my God, what a grim dream. What is your brain doing? So spiders straight away. But the thing is, okay, you saved the spider. There's something to this. So you've saved something that took something, but you couldn't save that wow this is deep so kate what you've done there you're saving something that's actually hurt you there's someone in your life maybe a family member who you're always protecting uh you're always like no nah, uncle ron's fine i'm just going to call them uncle ian so uncle ian's fine don't talk about uncle ian like that no he's fine but you know that uncle ian's a bit sus and he's been doing some weird shit and that wombat is the thing that it's hurt. The wombat doesn't represent anything apart from an idea of the ethics and morals of Uncle Ian. So, I think what's going on there is you've got to wake up to yourself, Kate, and stop trying to protect the thing that you know is hurting something. That, that spider might not be hurting you. Uncle Ian might not be hurting you. But Uncle Ian is hurting others. So, um, yeah, the wombat's got nothing. The, the three-legged wombat really doesn't mean anything. It's just a thing that Uncle Ian's up to that you're a bit sus on. Uh, I think that's something. I mean, that makes sense to me. Let's read it again quickly. You dreamt you saved a spider by picking it up and putting it inside a pod inside a tree. So you've rescued Uncle Ian. You're like, no, Uncle Ian's fine, okay? Don't worry, Uncle Ian. I've got your back. Then you come back, and Uncle Ian's been doing something weird to a wombat. You're like, "What have you done to that wombat?" Oh no, I'm taking that away from. Oh, that's enough for that, um, Uncle Ian. I'm taking that wombat. Oh no, it's only got three legs. What did you do to it? Oh, Uncle Ian. I have to put down the wombat. Um. Anyway, wombats are just ground koalas. By the way, their closest relative is the koala. Um, they also have a backwards pouch. No, they've yeah, they've got a backwards pouch, which is quite odd, like a koala. Um. Which is not right because when they're burrowing, no they're bummed, because they use their bum. I think if if, if you go into a wombat burrow and there's a wombat in there, they'll use their arse as protection. So they'll use their back plate, which is basically their pelvis plate, to use it as a protective uh th- kind of like a door stopper um to their burrow. So you can't anyway, I don't know what I'm talking about, which makes no sense with the um the Joey. Yes. I think a a baby wombat's a joey. Yeah, of course. Anyway, that's from Kate from Canberra, but in a former life, Westie and in a Westie in Sydney. There we go. Thank you very much, Kate. I love that dream, and I hope I interpreted it in such a way that it actually did help you in some way or made you think about someone in your life you are protecting. Someone who's a bit sus. That's all I'm thinking. Anyway, this is from Margarita. Hello, Margarita! Really excited to see your new show in Adelaide. My boyfriend, our husband and I first saw you purely because you had an awesome show named twenty years ago. Tales from the Erotic Cat. Oh, that's amazing. We moved to London, London not long afterwards, a few years later, and I was reading in the gigs lift out section in The Guardian how good Oh my god, that's great. And you saw me in the bloody Soho Theatre! We booked our babysitter and off we went every year. See, this is the thing, guys. I don't read the emails when they're in email. I cut and paste them and read them live for you. This is the joy of sending me a message. You See, you. you this is connecting with me in such a way. So hang on, I'm just skimming the email now because I'm excited. So this is a person who saw my first ever live show in Adelaide, the er- Tales from the Erotic Cat, moved to London, seen me doing stuff there at the Soho Theatre, Oh, that's amazing. My friend and I were talking about the show we'd seen the night before over milk chase in Dalston on a rainy Sunday afternoon and how silly it was. And then you walked in looking quite rough and thought it best not to say hi. Oh, why not, Margarita? I wish you'd said hello. I think I know where you were. That cafe in Dalston from memory uh, was called All Press and it was a New Zealand one and they made the most extraordinary uh, salmon... Uh, Turkish bread with a boiled egg. It was very good. Anyway, oh my goodness. Anyway, fast forward to this year and I've gone through my exercise of buying my first lot of tickets for friend shows, carefully balancing my calendar. Anyway, I end up buying tickets on my wedding anniversary night to your show. Oh my God, that is so fun. Oh, that is so great. You've got to say hello to me when you're in the show. So you come, you're coming to the show in Adelaide and you've got quite a few friends coming as well. And it's your wedding anniversary, please, Margarita, what I'm going to do, uh, I am going to email you back. I'm making a point of this. Oh, I love that. I've got such a bad brain, bad brain, that I will forget this. So I'm writing it down right now. You've got to, here we go. Email. Margarita. Also, my uh, my daughter's favourite pizza and my partner's favorite drink. That's that's how special this is. Am I still recording? I bloody hope I am. Yeah, I am, great. Um, This is great, but the main point of my email is, any help around the Sausage Sizzle? No, you don't need to work at the Sausage Sizzle. Oh, and she's a fringe volunteer. You are the best, but no, you don't have to do that. Um, I live very close to the garden. Oh, I love this person. Amazing, you're an amazing, amazing person. And the Subaru boot is open for your courier needs. What an amazing person. Oh my God, Margarita. I am going to let the podcast go out so you can hear this before I email you back. Love your guts. That was amazing. Um, we'll be back to you soon for your anniversary. Josh, uh, no worries. If you want a lasagna raffle... What is it? Oh, he's offered me to do the lasagna raffle at the Golden Wattle on Friday nights. That might be hard. You've offered me a hundred bucks. I will not take that, but I would do a meal. But the thing is, I'm going to be doing... um bloody the show I won't be able to do it anyway let's see if I can do it, it might be good anyway uh, uh, all the best that's from Josh thanks Joshy I will I will look I'm gonna bloody email you back as well god damn it, it's all administration now this is from Grayson I only got this this morning so this is I think you're American here we go I'm so glad I found your podcast I've been a casual fan for years now now when I say that I don't read the um, emails I don't sometimes I skim them Um, And the one thing that got me in this was Palm Springs. It says, so glad I found your podcast. I've been a casual fan. Casual fan. I like that. For years since I discovered you on Cats Does Countdown. I'm in America and you are not yet a household name. Yes. I work with two Australians, both called Steve, and their accents remind me, reminded me to look you up after you fell off my radar and got busy with life. No, I fell off people's radar. It's not that. I, um, I disappeared into alcoholism. Uh, we ran into each other a few years ago on vacation in Palm Springs. It was the first time I met someone who I'm a fan of. I really tried to play it cool, but I wanted to be friends and go bike rides together. But you were with your family <laughs> and we're both adult, adults and you don't know me. That's the thing, isn't it, about being adults and wanting to make new friends. I've definitely made new friends through my partner, through my partner, sorry, through my daughter, my daughter who's like my partner. That sounded weird in a good way. She's my best friend. Um, anyway uh yeah there's a couple of mates that i've definitely made um i don't know whether they're life mates but i think one of them is maybe i love him anyway he's a lovely guy uh anyway i hope you had a great time on that trip we did palm springs is amazing i loved it hope you're having a great time on your current trip enjoying the podcast and the hard work being funny there's no hard work being funny grayson there's no bloody hard work being funny I'm just bloody being me mate just bloody being and me um that was really nice of you Grace. so i just love getting these messages i love them i love them i think i've got a voice message here as well let me have a little look ah, where's that little voice message going oh here it is it says dildo oh, i don't know exactly what it is but we gotta find it all right hang on a check you aiming it go okay, oh, yeah all right. Okay, so what I do I do? the, I do the high parts and shit. All right, well, I'll do the low. Do the sexually. I'll do it sexually. I'll yeah. do Sexy that sits in the you try it out and stick it up your bowl. Now, I just played a bit of that. I don't know who it was, but it was someone in a truck that got up, break a break up break up, and uh, they said they'd buy $20 worth of sausages, which sounds great, and that $7 is an okay price. I'm okay with $7. Um, you will be getting a little bit more. I mean, it's not going to be a Zhuji sausage. So thank you. That was from Sam Dildo. I don't even, I, see, I really need some administration here. I need some help with this podcast. And I did have a a guy that was interested in doing, I don't know whether whether he dropped off the radar or not, but I think he is still involved. Um, yeah, anyway, uh, yeah. So it seems like the consensus price is $7 for a sausage. Uh, if you just dropped into the podcast, what the fuck is going on here? I'm talking sausage prices. Sausage politics right now that I'm selling sausages in bread. Um, It is quality though. I'm giving you quality sausage and uh, all the condiments you want. No barbecue sauce. No bar. I wonder how long it'll take before I bend on that and whether someone's going to get upset because there's no barbecue sauce option. It's just a revolting sauce. You might as well bloody just put some maple syrup on it, which could be a thing. Maple syrup on your sausage. Hello. That sounds like a sexual kink, by the way. Maple syrup on me sausage. Let's lather it up um <laughs> i don't know what i'm doing this week i really don't okay i'm gonna be back with the thinky topic in a second i don't know what it is we're gonna to think together deep thoughts we're deep diving night skyven we're finding out some interesting things about things you don't know about things are thinky we're deep diving deep thoughts thoughts about things that's the new um jingle for this segment uh, okay, this is our deep thought topic uh, this week, which is uh, racehorse names, which comes from um, a bit of stand-up that I've done for a while that I've now uh, e- extrapolated on uh, in my new show, which I'm not I'm not touching on any of my gear in the show, so it's all going to be new to you when you come in and listen, but it's really interesting as to wh- how this started and where it began. Hopefully, this will um, maybe give me some... Insight, here we go. So there's one called Waikikamukau, the secret of silly horse names. These are, say these names as fast as you can hoof hearted, hoof hearted, hoof hearted, hoof hearted, getcha, hoof hearted, Waikikamoo oh no, it's my mother in law. May the horse be with you. It's uh, it's not playground tongue twister, but a legitimate list of horse names announced at speed by racing commentators adept at wrapping their lips around some of the most difficult and ridiculous titles on the planet. Silly horse names are as much a part of the racing experience as ladies in hats or laying a bet. But naming a thoroughbred is also a fine art, subject to strict international regulations, with the power to uh, with the power to both sway punters and shape the horse's legacy. Really? If you look at the big races, there are not many horses who will win them without a good name. British racing commentator Cornelius Lissau said, Frankel, the superstar colt, who recently retired after an unblemished 14-win career, was a cracking name. Frankel? I mean, it's fine. It was very distinctive, strong and easy to pronounce. It absolutely jumped out of the microphone. Frankel. That's fine. Added to that was the fairy tale story of trainer Sir Henry Cecil naming him after Bobby Frankel, who died from cancer, recreated a certain mystique around the horse. It's not that good. But anyway, so why are many horse names downright weird? It's partly a way of getting around uh, rules dictating that no professional thoroughbreds have the same name. Ah, that that's why. That includes names which are spelled differently, but phonetically use the same or sound the same. Read Breakfast of Champions, what's in a nose bag? Uh, names can be no longer than 18 characters with up to seven syllables. Each name is also protected for 20 years and up to 35 years if the horse goes to stud after retiring. This is ridiculous. The, then there's a the Holy Grail of names considered so important they can never be used. Uh, when people say there will be a, never be another Frankel, they aren't wrong. The International Federation of Horse Racing Authorities has put the champion horse on its uh, eternally protected list. So I guess Farlap, would be oh Sea Biscuit oh there you go yeah exactly it's this alongside Australian greats such as uh, Farlap and US stallion Sea Biscuit Sea Biscuit to me always I it, m- it makes me think of a turd in the ocean like someone's done a poo in the ocean and you're swimming along and you're like oh no look it's a Sea Biscuit anyway one loop uh, one loophole does allow horses from different countries to have the same name provided they include the nation's prefix at the end huh and if you want to name your horses after a person or a company you got to have their permission. The British Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher famously turned down a request by the late Clement Freud, a former celebrity chef, politician and grandson of the famed psychologist, uh, so psychoanalyst Sigmund Freud, to name his horse after her. He called it We Are a Grandmother Instead. Hmm. There's also the minefield of names deemed too offensive for the track, along with the risque suggestions which failed to get the seal of approval from the British Horse Racing Authority. Um, Like... Chit Hot, Harry Balzik, Peenies, penis, oh, penis, and Hucking Fell. Oh, there you go. It's like Drunk in Public. Or oh, no, Punk in drub-lick. Sorry, Punk in drub-lick. Uh The name of terrorist organizations such as Al-Qaeda and IRA have also been turned away. <laughs> Though Weatherby's racing director Paul Kahn admitted suspect names had slipped through the net in the past. You've got to take cultural differences into account. In Britain, people would generally be quite flattered to have a horse named after them, but in France, it would be more likely to be seen as an insult. Uh, Brangelina, that's one, there you go. Uh, BBC commentator Loisette also had uh, to call some tongue-twisting horse names in a career spanning more than 30 years. A few complicated names in a tight finish can get a bit frightening, he said. Uh, if a few of the more difficult names go down in the race, I keep, I think deep down the commentator is thinking, thank God that's not one involved. Well, anyway, whatever. Um, easily pronounceable names, think Frankel or Australian supermare Black Caviar. There's also a certain trend now for short real words, such as the Queen is renowned for naming her horses sensible, quite cleverly constructed words like sea shanty. Uh, but a horse's name can affect. Can a horse's name affect its uh, performance? Is it possible to have a champion horse called Loser? Hmm. Camelot's owners reserved the name um, 10 years ago. They thought it was a marvellous name, but no horse that has come up to scratch. Anyway, whatever. So there you go. British Colt Camelot came close to fulfilling its promise. Uh, Tall, dark, and handsome. It's a great name. Um, they always sound like paint colours, but that's my joke. That's my bloody joke, <laughs> Uh, What's that? Shakespeare's Sister. That's also a band. Great band, by the way. Really interesting band. I love them. And I know um, they're really daggy. They're kind of like... It's a girl group. I think it was the girl from the Bangles. Anyway, um, they were like early 90s. And they were just... They just began to take off just as grunge happened. And then they were just pushed aside. They kind of like lost their, their mojo. Because they were kind of like the female version of hair rock but not it was just a very feminine rock group anyway look into Shakespeare's sister I, I thought they were fantastic great voices they they meshed really well I mean not amazing I mean look no they were great fuck it I, I was a fan I was a fan of Shakespeare's sister not the horse anyway ah, uh, there you go that's it that's the podcast for this week sorry it's taken me so long I, I am in a good place so thank you for checking in um, Benjamin Johnson, thank you very much. I am totally well. I've just been uh, elsewhere in my head. I would have done it yesterday as well, but I was a little bit. I was zonked out. I was completely... Uh, I'm back on board though. Back on board! On board! Um, anyway, all my love to you. Have a wonderful week. I hope you uh, achieve the things you want, cook the things you want to eat, and love the things you want to love. I love you dearly. the um, Are And say that's Greek. I love you I hope you're uh, I hope you have a wonderful wonderful week alright love you guys bye